This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Holiday trying to come free. They throw it into Connaughton, and that'll do it. The NBA Finals are tied at two games apiece. It's a best of three now, and the whole team has won every game so far. From BetQL. Welcome into BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio with you weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network. Jake Fisher from Bleacher Report does a great job covering the NBA. He will join us in about 20 minutes, 1020 Eastern time. Our friend Sean Zarillo from the Action Network will be here as well. Ton to go over round one of the Open Championship ongoing. You uh, witnessed NBA Finals game number four last night. I guess Major League Baseball is back, sort of. Kind of one game. That's that's what you get. That's all you get. You're gonna like it. Uh ALNL West. Any bets to be made? Uh America's favorite game, nickel or dime. And we'll talk about the NFL interception leader market. Joe G, looking forward to that conversation. I didn't realize there were so uh many value opportunities, but we of course have to start game number four. Not only do we have a series that uh, it is likely to go seven games. If you want to bet on total games played at seven, you have to lay a price. That's the favorite at minus 125. Not only do we have a series, but you have to think, here we go again, Milwaukee down 0-2. Are they going to pull off this trick again? Yeah, that and that game last night, Joe, was incredible in terms of just, like we finally got a finals game with the back and forth. That wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a 20-point win on one side. It was back and forth. And, I'm just, I am in an uh, awe, Joe. I know, I know Middleton had a great game, but I'm mm-hmm. in awe of the energy that Giannis can play with at that size for that many minutes. It's, un- it's unbelievable. Like, all, he's just flying all over the court, making the block, facilitating on offense. He was the show last night. Meanwhile, the favorite for the MVP, I know we'll get to the MVP market, he laid an egg last night. He was terrible. Chris Paul was bad last night. Oh, well, Chris Paul is no longer the favorite. We uh, quickly addressed that yesterday. What if the Bucks tie this thing to two? Would Giannis flip to be the favorite? I thought he would because there is that outside chance of this thing going seven games. Bucks lose a series and Giannis is the MVP. Well, Giannis is the favorite this morning at plus 115. And Chris Paul, the guy that laid an egg, as you mentioned, five turnovers. And he is plus 185, the second favorite. And Booker comes out of nowhere with his performance last night. Uh, We said he bounced back throughout his career. That's what he does after a poor game. He's going to bounce back. Great ones do it. Uh, If you're one of the the good ones in this league, you don't have back-to-back poor games, especially not in the playoffs. Booker goes from 11-1 to to now plus 275 in the mix with those other two dudes. Yeah, well, he played like an MVP last night. You know who he reminded me of for a lot of that game? I feel like I was watching Kobe Bryant all over again offensively. The, the Inside the three-point arc is where he did all his damage, kind of that mid-range game, jumping over defenders. He was unbelievable. It helped that he was uh, gifted, what, eight fouls on the night? How many, how many fouls did it take to, to get Devin Booker oh out of that gosh. game? That one play where he went up and, I mean, so clearly fouled Drew Holiday. Tackled him. I mean, it was unbelievable. Like, he, he had him in his arms as they're in the air, and they just don't blow the whistle. I was just waiting for that game to come down to a Booker shot, and if he made it, it would have been all anyone talked about. I'm actually glad it didn't end like that because that would have been a shame for his inclusion in the game when he shouldn't have been out there to, to change the game. It didn't Bucks one. But, man, offensively, Devin Booker last night was – that's the best I've ever seen a play. How did they cover that point spread? That was amazing. I know. I thought, I, thought we, I thought we had it. I mean, you took the Suns, I think, outright. But I, yes, had, I, I had the four and a half, and I was like, 
all right, you know, I think the Bucks might pull this out, but they'll, they'll be within four. And then, no, at the end, they, they pulled past that, and the Bucks cover. Yeah, I ended up even on the night with my bets because Connaughton with his scoring spurt late, that helped. Uh, Cam Johnson with a couple late buckets as well. Uh, he went over, so the Tucker... Ooh, was that a goose egg for the entire game? Because every time I looked, he had zero points in the game. Uh, Tucker was off. And then zero. Uh, zero yeah, big goose egg. the Suns did not cover. Uh, so the Bucks minus four and a half. That cashes. And it goes under 221 by a total of nine points. It's 2-2 in the series. Okay, I'm glad you started with Giannis and you had the same reaction that I did. I was wondering if, okay, we were just looking for a competitive uh, competition here so much that we were overrating what was happening um Giannis the 40 point streak ends right and he has 26 14 and 8 terrific game terrific game the 40 point streak ends that was as as impressive as what we've seen throughout the series in the 40 point games because of what he was doing big time players make big time plays that Aiton block with the recovery was insane and then at first in real time when I'm watching Chris Paul with another turnover late the the natural reaction is oh Chris Paul big moment late in the game look what happened but upon further review when you watch the slowdown like that was an impressive play uh for Giannis to poke that one away from Paul I mean he was unbelievable I guess you could make the case that that was his uh, most impactful performance, even though he didn't get to the 40 or 30 mark. I think it was defensively. And, and even offensively. you mentioned the eight assists. There was a point in that fourth quarter. I heard Van Gundy say it on the broadcast that Giannis can't just settle for threes, right? Cause they're backing off him. He ta- he brings the ball up or they yeah. give it to him top of the key. And we've seen this before. We've seen him shoot one for seven, Oh, for six. He only shot two threes last night. And there were a couple times in the fourth quarter, Joe, where it felt like the Suns were daring him. Go ahead. Here's a three-pointer. We know you like to take him once in a while. We're going to back off by 10 feet. You know what he did? He drove and he kicked. And that helped Connaughton go over the point total for you. It helped Drew Holiday get back involved. Like, he, when he wasn't scoring, he was facilitating. He wasn't terrible at the free throw line. You mentioned the defense. He was the best player on the court. He's been the best player on the court. And Booker was great last night. Paul's had his moments. But, I mean, by far, and I know it's probably going to come down to who wins the best of three now. He's by far the MVP of this series so far. He's it's the best player by a lot. Yeah, it's not close. But I don't know that the voters are going to go down that road. Uh, Drew Holiday, if the Bucks lose this game, we are killing Drew Holiday for the offensive end, which we we tend to put a lot more, uh, more, more in, on that. 16 of 20 shots he missed. 16 of 20 shots. However, the Bucks win the game, so we're going to be more inclined to talk about Drew Holiday's impressive defense once again. The offense isn't always there. You never know which Holiday is going to show up for this Bucks team as the third-best offensive threat on their squad. However, the defense has been there every single game. Yeah, he, that, and that's really why they traded for him. I know they wanted a third star, star-ish kind of player, and they traded for him. His defense has been incredible. I mean, he yeah. really has locked down that that end of it. And, Joe, we can't ignore it. I mean, if if Chris Middleton has a bad game, we in our opening segment, we're going to talk about Chris Middleton killing the Bucs. He yep. had 40 points last night. And it was yeah, and it was a kind of a quiet 40. It wasn't like he went off for you know 15 in a, in a quick spurt. It was just like every couple of minutes, bucket, bucket, here's a stop in a bucket. Like, he just played really well and you know when Giannis is not going to get over 30 the scoring has to come from somewhere else like how are they going to get into the you know upper 100s you know over 100 points it was Middleton 40 points last night that is 
I mean, is, is it possible for him to have his career game while no one's paying attention? It felt like it last night. Yeah, so would you say Giannis or Middleton had a bigger part in the win? I know they both did. I know. But that's pretty close. Yeah. And if Middleton's in that conversation, that means he's doing a heck of a job. And and Booker just didn't have any running mates last night. It, that is one of the more impressive things that happened in this game. I mean, 42 points and you didn't hit one three. That doesn't happen anymore. Even though the refs did everything they could to make sure that he stayed on the court for as long as possible. He had 38, 38 through three quarters, 17 for 28 from the field. But the reason the Suns lost is not only Chris Paul with the five turnovers, Aiton, I know you're not there for the offense. You got to give me something. You got to give me something. You can't have six points. Great job with the defensive rebounds. He had 17 rebounds in the game. I think almost all of them on the defensive end. That was impressive, but you got to give them something on the, on, uh, the offensive end. And if you look at the box score, where's this game won and lost? Well, first off, the offensive rebounds from Milwaukee. 12 more offensive rebounds. That's 17 to 5. The turnovers, 17 to 5 as well. 12 more turnovers for the Phoenix Suns. And what what happens? Well, Milwaukee goes 15 to nothing in fast break points. 15 to nothing. Zero. A goose. Yeah. An, an NBA Finals game with zero fast break points. That's scored by 15. And and Milwaukee took 19 more shots because they had so many more opportunities thanks to the Phoenix turnovers and the offensive rebounds. Yeah, it changed everything about the entire game. And, and Joe, now the series has changed. It's 2-2. Like you said, off the top, we have a series. But as you watched that last night, and I know you both of us picked the Suns at six. That certainly could still happen in the series. They go home for game five. I don't have conviction the Suns are going to win the series anymore. I, I know mm. they have home court, but, I, but I've lost the conviction they're going to win. I The more I watch this series play out, the, the more it's obvious the best player is on the Milwaukee Bucks. And the more it's obvious that, you know, the Suns, is their performance is not as predictable as I thought it was. You know, if Aiden's going to have a six-point game, they're in trouble. Devin Booker, for as great as he was last night, Joe, he also just had a 10-point game in game three. There's more volatility to the Suns than I thought there were after game one and, and after game two. And meanwhile, I think we looked at the Bucs as the team that's more volatile because of Middleton, because of Drew. There's, there's no volatility right now to Giannis. Like, he's bringing it every game. Meanwhile, think about the Sun Stars, all three of them, up, down, up, down in this series. This is wide sure. open now. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, I mean, look, you also we, – we could talk about the turnovers and the rebounds and the extra shots, and that's all a big part of it. The bottom line from the Phoenix perspective is the Paul turnovers, critical turnovers. You got five of them. I'll I'll keep mentioning that. But you can't have Crowder be your second leading scorer and only get 15. I mean, that's it. Now now we're down to Paul and Cam Johnson off the bench, tied for the third most points with 10 points in the game. That just can't happen. It can't happen. We're used to the Suns team where everybody contributes, where you have three to four guys every single night scoring 20-plus Devin Booker needed help. I think we were all pretty confident that he was going to have a bounce back performance. He did. He goes way over the point total. None of us picked that because it's a lofty number, but uh, impressive performance from Booker here, but nobody else showed up. I I would say, though, I'm pretty confident that Chris Paul is going to have a good game five at home. He has to. I think he will, too. Certainly turnovers won't be there. And how about now? At, through five games of an NBA final series, you have two players at plus money that you can get, you know, just a little bit over 
plus money, just a little bit over even odds to win the MVP. Chris Paul is what, plus 110 you could find him at? Or excuse me, uh, Giannis at plus 110 and Chris Paul at plus 170? Everybody's plus money. Yes. Everybody. Yeah. Well, the series is a coin flip now. We don't know who's going to win the series. M- Middleton doesn't have a shot, right? He's 30 to 1 this morning. He's the fourth favorite. I don't think he does, but he's, again, he's just coming off a 40-point How could Giannis not win it if the Bucs win it? What if Middleton has another 40-point game in one of their wins? Well, but, does he have uh, but, a chance? Well, I mean, think about how we're talking about the game. Who did we talk about first after Giannis? Game? Giannis, even though Middleton just dropped 40 points. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Giannis has impacted the game in every single way. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm glad that we got here because I, I was going into last night and you picked the Suns. I, I thought the Suns had a really good chance to win. You know, I, I just took them to cover, but I was, I was like, ah, this is going to end in five. What an anticlimactic ending. It, we have, it feels like seven is now certainly, you know, feasible, if not likely. Here's your updated series price. The Suns are the favorite because it is a best of three. And if we get that far, two of those games are going to be in Phoenix. Suns minus 135 bucks plus 115. Suns minus 135 favorites. How about this? Um, hmm. First four games, home teams, favorites, 4-0 straight up, 4-0 against the spread. Is that going to stop? When does it stop? I don't know. And, and really, it comes down to this. If you if you have a feeling on the Bucks, just it, it comes down to a very simple question. Do you think they could win a game seven in Phoenix? Because it might simply come down to that. Yeah, yeah. You have, you have the best player on the court on your side. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we're going seven, Joe. We're, we're going seven. We are going seven. Okay, so what's this take? Another three weeks? <laughs> uh, so what, we get Wednesday, Saturday? Saturday, Saturday, and then Monday or Tuesday. So we get... I believe we have two games now, two days between each game. That started after game three, thanks so to Saturday, the All-Star game. Saturday, Tuesday, Friday? That yeah. is ridiculous. Man. It's Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday. Thursday. Okay, there's only one day of rest. That's well, that, And that's interesting because that would include a travel, right? That would include the travel back from, from, from the – You know what that is. You know what that is. They don't want it on a Friday? They don't want the Friday night game. They don't want game seven on a Friday night TV. TV well, and, rules then, all. and think about the partners, right? If you do the game on Friday, all the big shows like ours, like Becky, yep. we can't react till Monday, but you put it on a Thursday next morning, we're reacting. And then three days later, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, remember we already had the parade over the weekend too, by the way, wherever right. Devin Booker <laughs> left for Tokyo. He's in the Olympics already, but, but we're talking about the game. Yep. I would like to see the parade in Milwaukee though. Because if they're sh- 20 showing up, 25 strong outside the stadium, yep. what are they going to do for the parade in that city? I keep looking for Horvat out there. I know he's not there in that city anymore, but I just keep looking Boy. for him. I mean, that guy's become a professional flipper. I mean, it oh, is unbelievable. Every- We're playing the promo of him picking the Suns minus 190. And then every time Middleton has a good game or Drew Holiday, he's out there tr- trying to rip on people. How dare you rip criticize them in any fashion, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you were doing that the other day. This what are you is talking why, This is why Quentin's always yelling at him on their show. We get I, it now. I get it. Yes, yeah. I completely understand. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, you've got BetQL Daily. Coming up next, Jake Fisher from Bleacher Report with his takeaways on NBA Finals game number four and what's to come. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL.